but we are here. We made it another year. Obviously, every kind of year has its highs and lows, but man, this was one mental year for us. It's hard to kind of comprehend in the last 12 months what what we've done because there, there's so much stuff. I mean, I, I do get people constantly saying to, to me, I have no idea what you're making at the moment. I have no idea what's current, what's sold out. And I, I guess that's the way we've always liked it. It's gonna it's gonna change. I mean it has to because obviously the the chaos of your first real year, you know, that's kind of your debut album. It's all over the place. But now we've got the, the difficult second album, the, the follow up where people expect expect to hit single off it. So there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of stress on our on our shoulders to deliver something that, that people really want it's it, it's hard to even kind of imagine and go back all of the things we've done so it was less than a year ago that we did berlin fashion week so we were the first bicycle brand i think ever that's been invited to fashion week and that's great because it was a big joke with people that we were a t-shirt company that sold a couple of bikes and at the start of 20 you know 2018 i guess that was i guess that was true but um like spooky before us we're we're real riders and working living breathing people family men regular regular guys we're not some kind of super businessman that had this idea that they like bikes and they want to take their business acumen to bikes. So they're like, oh, yeah, I own a few companies, so I'm going to do this. But we're riders that wanted to, to, to make some bikes. We didn't even intend on starting a company. So someone's got to pay for stuff. And I, I know Spooky did the same. There were just a few punk rock kids that wanted to make some bikes and they needed to pay Frank the Welder, so they need to make some money. So they made some cool T-shirts and sold them at like CRR and, you know, like Moab and, you know, all of the kind of like big events that there used to be, Mammoth Mountain and stuff, you know. They went and sold all those things around there and they got their money together and made their first production run. They took the money from that and they made another production run. And then we had the, you know, we had the metalware, metalhead, the bandwagon, and the Project X, you know, like that all come from the same thing. And, you know, people are kind of laughing like, who oh, are you selling T-shirts? But it's like, how do you think we're going to pay for it, pal? You know, like there is no angel investor. Mummy and daddy aren't setting us up. The amount of like kind of bespoken artisan builders there are in the world, you know, and they're like, oh, I just make 12 bikes a year and they're like a thousand pounds each. And you're like, you know, you've got a fancy, you know, setup and that sort of thing. Surely you've got to have another job and, and, and that to pay for it all, right? You know, because you can't be making, you know, you can't be making enough money to live on, you know, and it's, it's always, <laughs> it's always people picking holes at you, you know. That's a, that's privilege, you know. They're lucky, and I'm I'm glad for them. It must be nice, you know. So we we had to find a way of translating the the love for the the narcissist frame. You know, a lot of people love that frame, but we just I mean, even when we sold it at twelve hundred pounds, we weren't really making anything on it, and I mean that I mean that literally. Once we'd paid for fabrication and pain and transport backwards and forwards even boxes and stuff like that we think about how much boxes cost how much the courier every time you sent it in the courier it cost money and it was like wow you know but it was worth doing to bring that bike out and it's so you know people love them so much but we had to 
try and find some other way of doing it. And the first thing we did was the the grizzly wolf and the, the wolf baron, two titanium bikes. We knew that we could, you know, leverage some time in, in Asia to build the first batch of those. And they always take longer than they say because they, they really want your business. And kind of learned that now that, you know, a few, a couple of months never actually means a couple of months. And then, you know, but that was like a springboard for us. People could actually see that the geometry was working and it was in there. You know, we had a titanium frame out for £800. People could put that money down on, on a dream bike and take that risk. And they did. They supported us. They took that risk and they were rewarded. I mean, people love those bikes. They're so into them. And I, I don't blame them. You know, a hardcore hardtail out of out of titanium is just such a banging bike. You know, and I, I saw some guys out on a couple of them at the weekend. And it's just like... I'm so proud of those, but but still, that wasn't in the realm of what we wanted to do. So, we wanted to make affordable bikes. I mean, the whole hardtail thing was a surprise to us. We never expected we'd be even doing that. So we, now we had to, you know, try and try and work out how to make, you know, a pair of hardtails that people could afford and love. And that was the wolf and the hacksaw. You know, like we took our geometry from the wolf. Um, the titanium version and just straight up put it on a steel version got out there tested it loved it you know and people were evangelical about those bikes they love them and it's been our best-selling bike it was kind of the middle ground between the narcissist and a regular bike it was halfway between the two people could understand it and, and you know they trusted it and that's 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 been our strongest selling selling bike we, we've, we've sold a lot of those of course, we didn't really get the pricing on point with those, and we came in too low. So once we'd paid VAT and tax, and you know, import and export, and had things go missing, and had to replace them, and things break in transit, I think we ended up about breaking even on that profit. And you know, and, and at this time, the the business that's that's okay. You know, that that's okay. We we can we can handle that. Next, you know, the death wish comes along, and that was born out of it was a bike i designed it was born out of a need for an affordable strong bike that was capable of enduro racing a little bit of light mini downhill and would just about pedal upwards that was what we said just about pedal upwards but it surprised us i mean we ended up i think we started on travel there we started at 180 and we actually reduced it right down to 135 with a 160 mil fork on the front and it really just really surprised even when let go of his you know we've had lots of prototypes coming in and out in the meantime but he just he just sticks with that and it's perfect for him you know so while those were off we we'd intended on launching the hacksaw wolf and death wish at the um london bike show and which would, would you believe like obviously talk about it now we we didn't know about freight forwarding so that's where you get air freight and it's delivered to the airport and we didn't know how to do freight forwarding we'd always had door-to-door delivery but dealing with a bigger manufacturer you know we we had this this and the day before the london bike show they, they all arrive at Heathrow and we're like, cool, we'll go and get them. And it's bloody closed, you know, in off outside of office hours. And we, we didn't know how to organise a freight forwarder. So we, we were missing loads of bikes we'd intended on. But at the London Bike Show, we had Have Blue and we had the Pinion 
uh, Grizzly Wolf, which is the Wolf Baron, and we had the Grizzly Wolf frames there. All on, and people were just like, you know, they're so blown away with them. We partnered up with Monster, and we had a big booth, and it was banging. We met loads of people, and it was super fun. You know, it's stressful because we'd never done an event before. We didn't even know how to plan it. So, you know, you have everything's new learning. Um, from from that, we 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 basically bunkered down for the next couple of months and we just banged on and on and we're getting as many wolf frames out i think the first delivery was six the second delivery was 30 and we didn't a delivery for 100 you know and just getting those in and getting those out and it just it, every step of it just seems designed to test your patience and take longer than it should do and i, I was heartened to hear that one of my my friends who works at Santa Cruz was like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, sometimes we get stuff and it's two months late because, you know, when you're producing so many things, you get a knock-on effect. And I was like, sure, I guess, I guess you do. And I just didn't know about it. And it doesn't make it any easier on our customers, but it does make me feel a little bit, you know, better that big companies, Santa Cruz, I mean, even bigger companies, Tesla and stuff, just, like, struggle to deliver on time. And I know that next year we, we have got the tools to solve it now, so I'm a lot happier about that. Um, I'll go into that in a little bit more. Um, we, then we went to the Morvans Classic, and we had a far more more bikes there, and we, we just had, like, a riotous time. It was so, so good. Like, I can't wait to do it again this year, uh, coming year, next summer. And Zam's got, like, a really big booth, like it's got like a bar in it it's got like a, a wheel of fortune it's got like yeah it's gonna be a good time i'm gonna be doing screen printing live at the morvans as well so you can come up to me and you can come and get a t-shirt i'll screen print it for you there you put a tenner in my hand you can watch me do it you can do it yourself you can do a poor job of it and see how hard it is to do but you'll be able to do it right there and then um and yeah and then i'll be basically nudity races and fire just like there was last time um never had so much coverage in magazines having our first like reviews but you know like, we, we put our opinion bikes in and, and magazines are still fuss over them you know like they, they, they get hooked up on the weight of it and stuff like that but other than that handling was good Sletnir crowdfunded 250%. I was up till midnight last night while they were manufacturing swing arms and bottom bracket shells and going through all of those mounting mounting blocks and stuff like that. Troubleshooting all of those things in real time. I mean, it's one of the things that makes the internet good. I mean, we are producing that in the UK, so you know it's 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 a an easy phone call way, but it's up in Sheffield, so it's actually quite a long journey to do it. Um, but but I'm looking. We'll start. You know, we'll, we'll we'll show the investors what we're doing first, like the guys who crowdfunded, and then we'll kind of start rolling it out so everyone else can have a look what we've been doing. Um, the Vermont manufacturing with Frank. I mean, I can't I can't believe I can't believe we're here doing this. Like Frank the World, one of my heroes, is now like starting to produce some stuff for us. We've got hardtails um, in the pipeline. We've got, um, you know, we've got um, the Narpoon project. What, uh, like, I'm assuming that's going to fund. It's a bit slow at the moment, but there's still a month to go. A lot of people will be off over Christmas and have time to look at it. And I think once people start start seeing us fabricating some parts and welding it, you know, they're, they're, they're going to jump in on it. Um, if it doesn't get funded, there is bad news is that we are going to park it and we're not going to progress on with it 
if it doesn't if it doesn't get funded um because we we'll need to re readdress it the the thing with with doing these projects is a lot of it is to mitigate the risk of us investing lots and lots of money and it going wrong and Frank's on board he knows he knows the game he knows that if it if it doesn't get funded it won't go ahead um, at least not in the shape that it is and it won't go ahead so soon that's not to say that it might not happen in the future but a lot of rides on the crowdfund going you know going ahead so it's 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 now like you know it's fairly critical but we'll do our best to deliver that if it comes under just under the the, the minimum target of 30,000 we should be okay but other than that we, we really have to push to do that finally Demo Bike Centre in Brighton, Stammer Park, with in conjunction with Bike Taylor. Um, you can book yourself in there, and there's new 2019 bikes as Shrike and um, and and um, the Sesh. And you you know, I'll, have, I'll do a podcast about those in total. You know what what they're about, but you can get in there reasonably early. You know, and um, those bikes are going to be finished up over the weekend, so you're going to be able to take them out soon. You know, get a couple of hours spinning under our geometry and see if it works for you. The proof is in the testing a lot of the time. And as we're sort of, you know, we we hope to have them ready like this week so I could pop over, take some photos, get out for a ride. We've got some new cameras. Um, and that's, uh, oh yeah, I better, better say about that. The reason we've got some more cameras is we're, we're actually filming a sort of two-parter really there'll be two versions of our movie next year kill it with fire which is going to be filmed all over the world you know we travel a lot for work we might as well be grabbing footage of it and shooting stuff so we're going to get the whole team josh and josh and ethan and alex and you know and 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 and, and uh, ethan's mate sonny's been doing some pretty cool series so we'll grab him you know we'll, we'll we'll go around the uk we'll go around europe we'll go around madeira probably British Columbia, um, definitely Vermont as well, maybe some California and Nevada and get out there and do some filming. Um, but we're also going to have a different version of Kill It With Fire, the documentary, which will be just a full version of going to kind of what we've been doing with ourselves behind the scenes in the last, you know, one and a half, two years. And now all, all there really is, is, is like, this part of the year kind of have to stop now and it's very hard when you own your own business to draw a line because there's always something to do stuff to do but twice a year once in summer once over christmas we need to draw a line and say we've done everything that we can and that it's time has ended for us so we won't be online as much especially me my iphone i don't know if you know it's blown up and i'm it's gone in a box now and it's been sent away it's going to take 10 days for them to fix it so i'm on enforced holiday but we we sort of will keep things going through the system the warehouse is only shut for three days and things progress but everyone's going to be off and we're going to have out of offices on we might be working in the background, but if we become difficult to get hold of until New Year, that's because we have to enforce holiday. Me and Tim got young kids. My daughter, you know, my daughter's six. She's at the age where Christmas is super important, and she understands that Daddy has to be away a lot. And that sometimes when she comes home from school, I've got work to do, and I don't have the time to spend with her. This is my time. I sweep her up. I take her to North Wales. I will get some riding in. I should think me, me, Joe Cantello, my mate Dan Parsons. 
you know, a couple of boys at revs and stuff. Um, sweep her up and take her and, and spend some quality time with my daughter and, and Tim's son Atticus I mean he's so young but he's he, he's get you know he's he's aware and I think this might be the first Christmas where he really understands what's going on and and we don't we don't want to miss those, those times we know that 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 your stuff is important but twice a year in August and in December we've got to have an enforced break where we have time off and actually see our families of course we're going to end up doing bits you know we've got handlebars and frames to get out so we're going to be offline but we're still going to be throwing stuff through the system and and helping the people in the warehouse make sure the right things go to the right places so that's the you know that's got to be done further to that you know what are we going to be doing next year apart from the obvious things that we've talked about you know like i said the joke used to be we're a clothing brand that sold a few bikes and you know, if you lurk on a few forums, there are people still saying that we don't make any bikes at all, and it's all a big pyramid scheme. But I'm constantly bumping into people on the trails riding one of our bikes. I've that there's a lot of them out there now. You know, there's a lot of them out there. Every day we're like sharing pictures of new builds. You know, it, obviously we've had problems with delivering. I, there is no way of getting around it. It's been our biggest failure. We still suffer with it. We're still, we're actually still dealing with a problem that started in March, you know, with, with the supply chain. And it's no one's real fault. It's that we just didn't know what we were doing. It's the first time we've done it. But we need to communicate better as well. We need to let people know what's happening with their products. So we've put in, it doesn't help the people in the past, but we have to draw a line and help people in the future with it. So it means that you'll be able to see what's happening in fairly real time with your product, whether it's on its way to the warehouse hub, whether it's if you're buying a complete bike, whether it's being built, you know, when it's being sent to you, where it is in that transit system. We've got a lot better. It might not feel like it to some people, but our complaints are dropping versus the amount of sales by quite a big factor. So, so much more stuff is being shipped. Um, I believe that we have shipped out well over 5,000 individual items this year. That's hard to believe, but it's, but it's true. 5,000 individual items. Some of them are small. They're stem caps there, you know, uh, mudguards, socks, T-shirts, things like that. You know, but there's lots of items that have gone through. And on the whole, most people get them on time in full. Of course, for us, we feel like we have the same amount of um, missing items and complaints that we've always have, but you kind of miss the fact that so much more is going out and it's going out fine and the rate is dropping. Moving to DPD as a courier, you know, people get tracking on their phone and then their email, they can see when their thing's going to arrive so much better. The key to business is, you know, is delivering frames on time and communicating clearly. So I get asked, it's simple. Why don't you just email me? Why don't you, and you know, if you don't have time to, and you know, I don't have time because I'm actually away solving the problems. And I've been asked before, but you do podcasts, you do vlogs. I do those in my own time as a, you know, as a, a kind of topper to the business so that you can be visible and see me. You know, you notice the, the blogs are, you know, they're in the evening. You know, that I do that on my time. I should look at the clock at five o'clock and say, see you later, bye Felicia, but I don't. You know, I, I, I dedicate my time to communicating and asking you guys questions. So I like to always be visible so you can trust that we're here. But why didn't we get more staff? Well, 
Firstly, it would have been reckless. The business grew really fast, but we didn't know it was going to sustain growth. You know, we could have had just a big glut of selling bikes at the start of summer, and then that would be the end of it. Now we've had six months. It's just ramping up, especially in the last two months. It's really ramped up. But there's loads of things we need to understand. There's tax, payee, the responsibility you have for staff, like we have to set up pensions, insurance, sick pay, HR procedures, legally have to have them. They're all far away from the business of making bikes. That's the thing we understand, you know, making bikes. Now we're getting better at that end. We can take on more staff to assist you and take the burden off us so we can get back to doing things that you want us to do, like designing bikes. It's hard sometimes when I'm I'm trying to feel inspired and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be excited about a project and I open up like my Instagram messages and I'll go to, and it's like, hi, I know you don't do this, but I've, I've emailed customer services yesterday. I've not got a response and I need to know where my bike is and I need you to look at it. And it's like, I feel bad saying it's not my job, but it's really not my job just because I'm the most visible person. There's four of us, you know, at, at, at the, the at the top you know and the responsibility is all of us all of us to get it there it's it's not just me and I and I I naturally want to help people but sometimes I get so distracted helping one person that I miss something important that stops a lot of other people getting their products and I need to make sure that this year that I'm really firm and I and I just focus on doing what I'm supposed to be doing and that means that we need more staff to take the burden off me I know this is not something that most people would talk about, but we like being transparent with the challenges we face. One, I I hope that it lets other people with small businesses know that things aren't plain sailing. And I think think it lets, lets people know that we understand what's going wrong. We're not just sitting there going, la, 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 we don't care. You didn't get your thing, duh, whatever. You know, we care. We couldn't be here without the support of our customers, you know. So in 2019, I'm increasing my hours, so I'll be taking up full-time in charge of the business. Up until now, it's been a part-time job of mine. I have other businesses to run, but now more people are taking over their roles there. There's things to do with that. And personally for me, if we've let you down in terms of delivery, we want you to know that all of us, we're sorry, and it is the, literally the worst part of the job because conversely, the best part of the job is seeing customers with their new builds it's the best advertisement for the brand is seeing happy people with their new bikes and having people dog me on the internet on my personal social media saying that i'm like some kind of con artist dude these bikes aren't that expensive this is a really rubbish con if that's what we're doing and i'm way too visible for that to be a good idea you you haven't got a criminal mind and i'm, I'm not Really, the real way of making a success of this is delivering things. And we thank you for your help. And we thank you for your love and support over the last year. It's been so important to us. So thank you from all of us here. I'm sure that we're dipping in and out. But other than that, have a great Christmas and a happy new year.